everyone. Welcome back to Daily Kaylee's 13 Days of Halloween. Today's episode is about Mr. Cruel. Now, Mr. Cruel was an Australian child rapist, a serial rapist, and he has never been captured, never been identified. We have very little forensic evidence of his uh, at his crime scenes so it, we have not been able to track him down we don't have a very solid sketch of him it's a very complicated case mr cruel he is known for attacking three girls in the suburbs of melbourne australia this happened in the late 80s to early 90s he was active for only a few years He is also the prime suspect of the abduction and murder of a fourth girl, but, as I said, he's never been captured. There's a lack of evidence. It's all sort of hearsay, I guess you could say. It's circumstantial. So, as I said, he's never been identified. He has three confirmed attacks, and like I said, a suspected kidnapping and murder. All of these are cold cases. There is still a reward for information for him. There is currently a reward of $200,000 for the first two abductions. And in April 2016, which was about 25 years after the death of the fourth girl, Carmen Chan, the Victoria Australia Police Department increased the reward from $100,000 to $1 million for any information that leads to his arrest and conviction. He is extremely intelligent. His attacks were all very, what is the word I'm looking for? They were very detailed and planned out. I mean, he he brought it down to literally every single detail. He had it all planned perfectly. He left no forensic evidence. He protected his identity at all times. He would leave red herrings to divert people away from him. He was very skilled and meticulous. He was not rushing through the attacks. He had everything planned. He was very detailed. On August 22nd, 1987, a man wearing a ski mask broke into a family home at 4 a.m., He was armed with both a knife and a handgun. He took the parents and tied them, tied both of their hands and their feet, and then he locked them in a wardrobe. He then tied their son to his bed and raped their 11-year-old daughter. Before entering the house, he had cut the phone lines. On December 27, 1988, a little over a year later, the same man wearing a ski mask broke into another family home through the back door at about 5.20 a.m. He was, once again, like I said, wearing a ski mask. He was armed with a handgun. He tied up and gagged the parents, and he demanded money from them. He then grabbed their 10-year-old daughter, taped her eyes and her mouth, and abducted her. She was released less than 24 hours later on the grounds of a local high school. On July 3rd, 1990, He once again broke into a family home. This was around 11.30 p.m. 
and this time he also had a knife and a handgun. He was still wearing a ski mask. He tied and gagged a 13-year-old girl, taped her eyes in her mouth, disabled the phones, and searched for money in the house. He then took the girl and drove her to another house and molested her for 50 hours before releasing her, similar to the second girl. Now, those are the three crimes that are for sure linked. This is the suspected kidnapping and murder. On April 13th, 1991, so the timeline is still matching up. It's a little over a year. A man wearing a ski mask broke into a family home. It was around 8.40 p.m. and he had a knife. He abducted 13-year-old Carmen Chan, who actually went to the same school as his last victim. So there was a connection. A year later... Carmen's decomposed body was found, and it had three gunshot wounds to the head. Some detectives had doubts about this crime being committed by Mr. Cruel because it was not, it was not the M.O. of the person who committed the other crimes. It was not the same. There's not enough evidence to make an actual judgment about whether it was him or not because there's very little evidence to begin with from any case. But he is suspected. The investigation into Mr. Cruel, as I said, has been ongoing for 30 years, I would say. I mean, a little bit more than that now. But from the time of his last crime, it's been a little over 30 years. Mr. Cruel is believed to have taken photos and maybe videos of his attacks. Detectives believe... That if he's still out there, he's still alive. He definitely would have kept these photos and videotapes. He would have kept them. And he will also collect and maybe trade child pornography with other people. Detectives say that he almost certainly continues to collect pornography through the internet. And that he may communicate with children using chat lines. They don't know if he has attacked again. Obviously, he could have changed everything about his MO. But they think this man, from the crimes that he committed... They, if they had any more evidence, they could catch him because they know that he has not changed. He will have evidence with him. It's just finding him, getting any leads. As I said, he was very detailed in these crimes. He planned every little detail. In the last case, he told the girl when he kidnapped her, that he would release her in exactly 50 hours. And he did. He did exactly that. He also bathed his victims very carefully. And one of his victims described that he was like a mother washing a baby. He was very careful. It was very strange. In two of his abductions, he took a second set of clothes when he abducted the girls to dress them in new clean clothes before they were freed. Like I said, the MO was the same in each of the three attacks. The victim statements, they were very sure that this was the same person. They were absolutely sure. The latter two victims who were abducted from the house, they gave the police detailed information about the house that they had been kept. 
both girls were leashed to a bed. And both of the victims said that they heard airplanes landing, which led the police to believe that this house was on one of the flight paths to Melbourne Airport. In May of 1991, the police established the Spectrum Task Force, which was literally dedicated to finding Mr. Krull and bringing him in. The task force searched 30,000 homes and interviewed 27,000 people that were suspected of being responsible for these attacks. And this costed the police department $3.8 million. At the time, there was a $300,000 reward offered by the police for any information that led to the conviction of Mr. Krull. They had a reward poster posted, I mean, everywhere. It was distributed to all of the homes in Victoria, Australia, in certain other areas. I mean, it was everywhere. However, three years later, in January 1994, it was disbanded. They had found absolutely nothing. They had no leads. This task force also investigated earlier sex crimes from 1985 to 1987 because the MO was similar. But they could not locate some of the witness statements or some of the crime scene evidence. It was a mess. And the head of the task force said that some of these pieces of evidence had either never been examined by forensics or they had been lost or thrown out or tampered with. So they really, they had nothing to go off of. They couldn't connect any earlier crimes to the crimes of Mr. Krull. In April of 1989, the police established a rape squad, which had nine detectives dedicated to investigating serial rapists throughout Victoria, particularly in Melbourne. This was the area that Mr. Krull performed his, performed, um, did his crimes. I don't know why I said performed. I guess that's not the right word, but they set up this little squad And they just, they didn't get much. They obviously saw that the rape investigations needed some help. They needed a better, more coordinated approach. And this was their plan. On December 14th, 2010, the police announced... The Apollo Task Force. It had been established about eight months earlier and they were finally ready to kind of use this task force. They said that they had substantial new intelligence. And that this new task force had been reviewing both both evidence from the rape squad and from the Spectrum Task Force investigation. And they had found new leads that had surfaced within the last year or so. However, in June of 2013, it was also shut down because they found that the evidence that they had found was not credible. So therefore, they once again were without a suspect, without any leads. On April 9th, 2016, the Herald Sun newspaper published details of the Spectrum Task Force information. They had seven suspects. And they had notes on these suspects, known as the Sierra Files. These notes were produced in collaboration with the FBI. They had witness statements from the victims and their families. They posted this hoping someone would come forward with information. No one did. And on April 13th, 2016, on the 25th anniversary 
of Carmen Chan's murder. This is when the reward was increased to $1 million. And that was eight years ago. Almost eight years ago. Wait, eight years ago? Six years ago, sorry. It's been six, almost seven. I don't know where I was getting abused about that. Anyways, like I said, six, almost seven years ago, and still we have nothing. This is probably one of the shortest episodes I have had in a very long time because there's just nothing about Mr. Cruel. And it's, he is obviously so sinister and so sure of himself that it's baffling that they have absolutely nothing. They have not even a good sketch of him because he wore a ski mask. They have no idea where he is or where he was during these attacks. They can't even pin earlier crimes on him because of the such little, little amount of evidence that they have. It is insane to me that it has been over 30 years and we've gotten nothing. Not even a single person that may have known him has come forward even just to say hey I don't know this could be this person he's really weird he has very suspicious things in his house I don't know it's strange my opinion is that he is obviously a recluse he has issues I'm sure he is not close to any family or maybe his family is deceased at this point he probably he lives alone I don't think there's any way that he could have married and had children and lived a normal life after this Tell me what you guys think. Do you think that one day we will find out the identity of Mr. Cruel? Or do you think this is just an insane cold case? Tell me what you guys think. I'll see you guys tomorrow and I hope you enjoyed. Bye guys.